Hey everyone, welcome back to The Retail Story, a podcast series that explores how technology is transforming retail, both from the business and consumer perspectives. This is the part two of my conversation with Shaheen, Head of Product Management, E-Commerce at Extra. If you missed the part one of this conversation, please follow the link in our playlists below. So we begin our second part. I hope you enjoy it. There may be differences or maybe, uh, uh, you know, contrasting comparisons between how personalization and done is done in fashion, um, like only the fashion part of retail and how it is done in electronics. And how do you think uh, hyper-local or online, offline, uh, you know, focus and strategy is different for both fashion and our domain, which is consumer electronics. So from my perspective, again, um, so I always uh, think about this, uh, this, this thing really intrigues me when I think about it, right? Um, so there's an IQ and there's an EQ, right? right. Uh, uh, so a person has, an, uh, has his own IQ, uh, mm-hmm. has his own EQ as well, right? And uh, with respect to collecting data, what we usually do is we, we we try to attack the IQ element of this customer to say that, okay, customer, you have basically purchased this in the past, this in the past, this in the past. Um, and then that is where we probably stop. Uh, and I, I know this is probably going a bit too advanced in terms of a thought process. Uh, this is something that just intrigues me. I, I don't know. I mean, we are living in a world of AI. I don't know. Anything can happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This is... Uh, the element that probably somehow gets lost in translation is this person's EQ at, 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 that, at that point of time. Because again, uh, every, every let's say, every motion of a customer is being tracked at this point of time. Right? So to okay. say as an example, I've been, I've been a customer who's, who's, who's been buying, let's say, iPhones all my life as an example. Right? And probably that is my data at this point of time. But me as a customer, my my heart is also telling me that I need to change. And and I am, let's say, directly or indirectly looking at other brands as an example. So whatever that is. Now that is my EQ element which needs to be factored. Once we marry this, let's say, EQ and IQ part, I call it marrying EQ and IQ of a customer, <laughs> then I, I really don't see a difference between, uh, of, of course, there are, difference in trends between let's say fashion versus uh, technology or uh, or digital or digital mm-hmm. as, as an example or, or, or appliances etc the the point is as long as we gather the data right right the the kind of personalization that we would do for let's say fashion versus uh, consumer electronics is not going to be really different per se, according to me at least. Trends may change. How we communicate, how we market certain elements would be different. So so the how, uh, when I say how, the how of marketing probably etc. would change. But purely from a personalization, I really don't see a lot of difference with respect to how I would personalize mm-hmm. for consumer electronics my data would be different again of course everything is based on data right my data for fashion is different my data for consumer electronics completely different my uh, and and again 
it's also about getting this consolidated data. So uh, slightly again on a gray zone because we are talking about mm -hmm. consolidating data across across the Verticals. world, across, yep. uh, right? Yep. It's uh, again we're we're talking about something that's really superficial. So, but from a trend perspective, uh, from a let's say from a personalization perspective, so the the methodology of personalization, the base methodology of personalization for me does not. This is me personally saying it does not differ for, uh, uh, let's say, consumer electronics versus fashion. Data that okay. is supporting this personalization would change. Mm -hmm. And uh, how we execute, let's say, the personalization would change. How we execute the endpoint of the personalization. But personalizing Shine to say, this is Shine. Identifying Shine as Shine in consumer electronics versus identifying Shine as Shine on, on, on fashion would still remain the same. Right. Right. Very, very uh, uh, I mean, like relevant here, uh, both EQ and IQ, very important while we are using personalization and uh, tools to make sure that the customer experience is enriched, enhanced, and they come back again and again. Uh, exactly. It's, it's all not about just repeat. that. Yes. It's uh, all, so, I mean, I think in, in this world of competition, it's all about repeat customers. It's, it's all about... Uh, loyalty, not exactly as loyalty points, etc., but loyalty towards a brand. Uh, see, uh, one thing that determines, especially uh, retail digital space, is price wars, and this is known to everyone, right? True. Price was uh, price war is something that, uh, as as retail competition, is something we can't get over. To be very honest, it'll, it'll be there forever. And the more the competition, the 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 bigger the price wars would be. So the only differentiator would be to basically get repeat customers back. And personalization is one important element with respect to how we get these repeat customers back or loyal customers back to us. Right, right. And that's where I would be, you know, interested in knowing how retailers can differentiate themselves uh, and build top of the mind, uh, you know, brand recall. Or how would you make sure that a customer who's coming to extra.com comes back and back and back. Yeah, so uh, as, as I said, right, uh, from a price perspective, sometimes it's uh, not very easy to match prices, right? It's all, again, there's, there's, there's always this, uh, there's, there's always one devil fighting the other. So I basically want to give the best price to a customer. At the same time, I need to take care of my margins. I need to take care of my... Okay profits, etc. So otherwise we'll not run as a business. If you just basically run flat with any kind of pricing, then then there's no point running a giant business as as an example. So the so the the differentiating factor over here should be to give the right dosage of personalized uh, let's say experiences to customer. Right. And that can be mm -hmm. uh, an experience can uh, be with the way you talk to a customer, as an example, when, when you talk in stores, right? Okay. Um, I, I've worked in, let's say, industries and stores where uh, the feedback that has been coming from customers would be merely to say that nobody, no, I would basically enter a store and they would, they would, they wouldn't be anybody to greet me to just ask me if I need help. Right? Right. So there are two, there are two kinds of people as well. There are, there are. I think mostly with I think with respect to fashion industry, maybe this is like sometimes the help is like oh they they they're too helpful they they basically want to get too involved with your over personalizing right <laughs> over personalizing while in 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 uh, consumer electronics retails the other way around sometimes 
the support that is really required from a customer standpoint is not there, right? Uh, and and let's call it an assistant. We call it live assistant on, online. So as experience of, from a customer standpoint, just imagine uh, what are the ways. So if a customer is basically browsing through a category for a long time, so he's basically going through smartphones and you are recording, uh, when I say you're recording, you're basically, you, you, are, you have these analytics on this customer to say that he's been, he's a logged in customer. He's been looking at smartphones like for the last 14 days. He's not bought anything, right? Maybe he's not able to find what he's really looking for. So how how can I trigger trigger a, a con conversation with him? And that need not just be an email to say that oh customer, oh why are not why why, you, why are you not coming back? You've been looking at the website for the last 14 days. And that's almost like rude to say that who are you to basically ask me to come back. Right? right. But but you know even if if he's coming back on the 15th day if he's still coming back on the website, we identify him that he's basically been looking and looking he's not able to find something. We basically pop up live a, a live assistant to say that Hey, Shine, are you, I mean, are you looking for something? I mean, probably we can help you. And it all depends on language, et cetera. So this is what we call as personalized experiences to identify customer, to identify customer's needs and to satiate to these needs rather than basically just tell them, oh, here's the new, you know, Samsung S22 or iPhone 15. Everyone in the world, everyone in Saudi Arabia, please go and buy it. Right? This is like, almost trivializing uh, me as an individual to say that, oh, don't you know that, as an example, don't you know that I'm, I'm not an iPhone customer? Why the hell are you sending me this kind of conversation or, or communication, right? So this, this is already, I mean, this should already have been a differentiating factor. This, I think, going forward in the world of AI where data, uh, price was, uh, price was and, and all of these elements will continue to be major deciding factors. I think giving customers the right personalized experiences through multiple channels, whatever that is, not and 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 not differentiating a customer between online versus offline. These I think are the elements that would determine the success of retailers going forward more than anything. Very true. Uh, as you rightly pointed out, like AI and machine learning, artificial intelligence playing a huge role right now. And how do you see that uh, the future of consumer electronics retail would be both digitally and offline and how AI and ML or maybe better newer technologies would impact that? So uh, I I am a, a bit of a late adopter of Chat GPT, right? Uh, I mean, mm. recently been obsessed with Chat Chat GPT just to try all of us have been trying to challenge Chat GPT to understand what can what can you do, what all can you do, what all can you basically? And of course, um, I mean, I've I, I can proudly say that I've still found things to say that they don't still identify this. But again, this is again probably asking them for more. I wouldn't call them personal, but very specific information which i'm almost certain they wouldn't be able to respond but there are certain instances where they've given me better responses than what i would have responded in in, in that scenario right mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. as an output as an output because i'm looking at chat gpt for output, right so um so and again what is this what is chat gpt it's again a lot of data it is just data right. being compiled and mined in such a way that uh 
compartmentalize because I don't know. I mean, this would be like massive amount of data. I don't, I don't know the amount of data that, and I don't know where this amount of data is being stored. To be very honest, so from from those perspectives, and you know, as an example, I would always think, what would be the next step for an iPhone or a uh, or, or a mobile phone for that matter? It keeps getting bigger. Either it becomes bigger and becomes a tablet or a laptop at some point of time. Uh, or it basically just becomes invisible and you know it becomes a chip in your head or or basically mm-hmm. you know a partner that is walking besides you an invisible partner beside you so again uh, technology in itself is turning out to be limitless the kind of things that we are hearing nowadays uh, a lot of things are very sophisticated i think probably accessible to only the higher echelons of uh, uh, mankind per se we are still living more close to reality Uh, those kind of people. I'm still talking about those kind of people. Not talking about the superficial people who have already evolved to the point that they can probably figure out how to have an invisible mobile phone, as an example. So, technology and 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 again. Um, so this 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 leads to a, a point of where is business leading to? Where is where is retail leading to per se? We talk about metaverse. Right. We talk about metaverse, and uh, uh, so every retailer, as an example. when this bu- when these buzzwords come out this would be first on their agenda in terms of they wouldn't know really how to implement it uh, what is the effort that is required is this really is it really required for for me as a business but that would be their you know let's say high uh, hard line for for the year or, or, for, or the, for the for the forthcoming year to say that we need we need right. this as well as a technology right. and uh, i think i think especially with metaverse as an example although there's been a lot of investment there's also be a lot of uh, uh, i think issues that have come out with metaverse with respect to privacy per se with respect to uh, the amount of and again you know uh, it's about metaverse uh, uh, mingling with crypto getting into that zone blockchain so so there's a lot of buzzwords that are running around at this point of time from a, from a, from a retail standpoint how retail is going to evolve is very interesting with respect to what kind of products uh, especially in, in digital and even let's say home appliances I, i think as i said we have we almost have talking fridges we have fridges that order on its own so right, a refrigerator right. which basically figures out what its contents are and then it basically it not necessarily tells us what what needs to be done it basically goes on to a website where it would check again for price parity to say that this is the store that is basically giving me eggs for 10 riyal rather than you know 20 riyal and then self ordering it right so this is the kind of technology that we are talking about mm-hmm. where can technology go so the evolution of products right and from a retailer's perspective it's there uh, uh, so so this is products as per se then we have technology that is evolving personalization with respect to recommendation engine so how further can recommendation engines work based on the data they have uh, marketing that 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 goes out uh, to customers marketing messaging how how this communication channels how can this be unified across let's say online offline uh, and how can this data be used to send offline data for an online customer and vice versa as an example so this is evolution of technology evolution of product and then we have the world in front which is basically doing things like chat gpt metaverse right. blockchain etc so right. it is evolving into a uh, an interesting circus um, and uh, it is very diff- i think it's it's almost endless the, it's limitless the the 
the, the possibilities, the possibilities where retail can reach as a space, I think is also turning out to be endless now. There used to be limitations, okay, stores can sell so-and-so items, online can sell so-and-so items. Uh, now there is no boundaries between, it's it ceased to exist. Post-COVID, uh, it's almost, right, you know, like everything, even with augmented reality, so like even I can almost have a life-size refrigerator without the refrigerator being there. So right. it's not really about online, offline anymore. It's about evolving uh, technologies, evolving products, and the world evolving around it. And I think the possibilities are endless, to be very honest, from a retail standpoint. True, true. I really like that interesting circus part. I mean, like all of us are super excited about what comes next. Yes. Uh, you did touch upon the emotional part, uh, invading the privacy part, and being ethical. So how important in your opinion is sustainability in retail and sustainability in consumer electronics retail specifically? So yeah, again, um, as I said, right, um, beyond a point, uh, uh, okay, I, I know that probably I'm looking for uh, mobile phones as an example. Uh, and I don't want to probably disclose the fact that I'm looking for a mobile phone for my wife, as an example, right? In this case, right. I'm just looking for a mobile phone and I'm I'm looking at various options. Uh, I've been looking for quite some time, et cetera. So to personalize me and tell me that, Shane, you've been looking at these, let's say, brands, these models for some time. And uh, I think uh, this would be a better option for you as a recommendation or, or, as a, or as a marketing communication. But somehow at some point of time, figuring out that this is for my wife and basically coming back to me, even without me actually telling you as a website that, oh, I'm looking at this for my wife as an example. You still come back to me and say that, oh, this would be better for your wife, either based on data to say that probably I'm looking at pink iPhones. Me as a male, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm just giving an example. So right, right. I hope people don't take it in the wrong sense to say that I'm uh, you know, discriminatory against a color or race, etc. So again, this is this is what we don't want to make as assumptions, right? To say that I'm I've been looking at pink iPhones or or pink smartphones for quite some time, and without me even telling you that I'm actually looking at this these smartphones for my wife, I don't want you to come back and tell me as a marketing strategy to say that oh, we think that this would be better for your wife. Now this is invasion of my privacy because I've I've not told you that. I'm, I'm looking at smartphones, that's fine. And I, I acknowledge the fact that yeah. you know that I'm looking at smartphones, but you can't make a decision on my behalf to say that I've been looking at this for my wife, whether it's for my mother, whether it's for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the color pink and, and I don't, I, it's for myself. So this is where I think data should not, uh, or we should not enable data to take a decision based on data itself. Uh, or, or, okay, probably I'm not saying this the right way. We should not allow data to dictate the, the elements that are not determined by facts, right? So right. There, there are hardcore facts to say that this is, this is the fact or this is the data for the customer. Now, I don't want, based on the data, I want to assume further. I don't want technologies to assume further on top of that data and say that, oh, we assume that this is probably what you're trying to do based on the data that you've given. And so here are field recommendations. This becomes right. this becomes a damper for me, and I'm either thinking, oh, either somehow you're figuring out, you're looking at, oh, you're basically been figuring out that I'm I've been chatting with my wife and I've been sending these recommendations to my wife, asking her if she likes it. 
you have been figuring this out without me even telling you that I'm looking at this from Avec as an example. So this is where I think it becomes critical that because usually it wouldn't be the way that there is that AI robot telling the website, oh, this this guy is basically chatting with his wife on the side and he's asking direct or he's giving him recommendation. Usually, what would happen is mm-hmm. there are assumptions that are being made on the data that is uh, you know presented. So instead of taking action on the data, people end up taking action on the assumption, which becomes slightly personal. So either you're judging me in a true, way, true. which is pure invasion of privacy, which I'm not interested, and then I, I, it's a damn well. I would basically move away and, and go to this choice, right? This is not basically giving me either. It's, it's not satiating to my IQ or my EQ in, in, in one way or the other. So I don't want you as a website. I have choice in front of me. So so I think that is where it becomes very important how decisions are based on data as much as possible. And the important thing that to do in this case is to gather as much data as possible. Now, in this scenario, you can ask him, I mean, hey, hey you've been looking at this uh, uh, smartphones for quite some time. Are you looking uh, uh, for, for products for somebody? So, you know, that is where you gather data rather than making an assumption already to say that, oh, you buy something for my wife, probably this is a better fit, right? So it's, it's true, better to true. always gather data and and, and 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 up your game on that front rather than basically assume something on behalf of somebody and then basically screw with his uh, entire motive of looking at something or, 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 or you know, or, or figuring out that data for you from yourself. True. So true. Uh, I I can imagine of an example like uh, I had such a situation uh, on my daughter's birthday I received a gift from a toy store both online and offline I have been visiting with her name her the age like how many years she is old and her school name that, that was a red flag red flag and oh I was God. like I never shared that so yeah. yes that's like you know uh, that is where the retailers have to draw a line. Exactly. I mean, that is the, the the quality. The, the sensible, the sensible thing over there would have been for them to ask her, "Oh, what's? I mean, are you interested in sharing your daughter's birthday? Then we can send over Never a nice share. gift, right? If that would have been the case, then it would have said, "Oh, great! They 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 they're doing personalization. They they are really right. considering me as a person. Now this is basically being a stalker who's basically figure out uh, this this is this person who lives here who has a daughter." Uh, maybe I should send it. So yeah, that is really super creepy. I agree. Right. Let me go back to that uh, retailer. Uh, as a retailer, uh, some example around the you know best recommendation strategy or best uh, uh, you know uh, situation with ergonomy like you had. Uh, maybe it was a challenge, and then you were able to using recommendations <clears throat> or strategies. Get so, the best. So our, our biggest, uh, I wouldn't say issue was uh, cross-selling was was always our pain pain area with respect to mm-hmm. uh, um, how do I uh, upselling is, is still okay because um, it, it, it is an issue as well. But our biggest issue was primarily you know cross-selling. So I but uh, you know I have a mm-hmm. laptop and then uh, how could I cross-sell basically a mouse, a keyboard, a uh, whole accessory with a laptop as an example. So. This is where we implemented, uh, uh, I mean, ergonomy along with everything else. Uh, probably uh, one of our success around the time that we implemented ergonomy was us basically uh, implementing the actual actual right cross sell strategy around the uh, uh, so from a 
from an offline perspective at the at the at the till or at the customer till so this is this is our add to cart basket journey this is almost where the customer is almost ready to pay right and this is where we ideally would offer from a store perspective uh, uh the different uh, let's say cross sell elements to the customer so this from our perspective uh, and this was from a click through perspective from a conversion perspective this was the most successful let's say placement that we had on the website so so i'll call i think this is one big example of mm -hmm. and and again so there could have been a uh, let's say a normal generic rule running on this particular placement of this uh, experience this part of the experience of the website but we got mm -hmm. a lot of recommendations from ergonomy to say what is the best practice to basically do at this point of time as an implementation and that is where we went ahead with that implementation and 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 while you know just like what he said that was our highest converting uh, placement on the website uh, some time back now we have changed the user experience etc but uh, probably talking about the initial experience that we had with uh, algorithm process awesome awesome this is really interesting this uh, uh, you know episode so far has been very very interesting very i would say intriguing lot of points i have noted down and i'm ready to start searching them uh, awesome. thank you thank you so much for your insights and everything around specifically consumer electronics and retail and a lot of things that are coming ahead for us and how we could draw a line between personalizing and over personalizing uh, yeah. thank you and, and, was, and, and basically and basically how we rather than getting ahead of technology get at least toe to toe with technology yes point noted so thank you so much and have a great great uh, you know association with algonomy lot of other strategies and discussions coming up i'm eagerly looking forward to them awesome thank you thank you it's a, thank again you. as a, it's been a pleasure and thank you very much meena for having me thank you thank you thank you to our wonderful audience as well uh, thank you for tuning in today and thank you for supporting us uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode as well and don't forget to subscribe to the retail story the show that is available on all major platforms including spotify and apple podcast stay tuned for the next episode for more insights and perspectives from the world of retail until then take care have a good day